This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Joe's birthday wasn't the only Biden bash this week, and his granddaughter, Naomi, got married there on Saturday. Uh, it was a beautiful ceremony, and I, for one, can't wait for Republicans in the House to launch a 12-month investigation into it. How do you top a, a White House wedding? I don't know. I think you'd have to have your honeymoon on the actual moon to beat that. And it had to make the Trump kids jealous. You know what? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the Trump kids are probably jealous of the, of the Biden kids. Didn't get to shower with dad and become crack and sex addicts. The propaganda apparatus of the Democrat Party, this time in the form of Jimmy Kimmel, they've got uh, teams of professional writers that do Democrat Party propaganda on a nightly basis on every network, right? On ABC, CBS, NBC, Comedy Central. It's good to be a Democrat. You know, the uh, the CEO of Disney is out, and the old CEO of Disney is back in, Bob Iger. Everybody calls him Bob. He's a regular guy like that, Bob, you know. Bob Iger is back because the, you know, the Affirmative Action Disney board, um, chosen for all the wrong reasons, of course. Here's a, a woman of... Uh, is she LGBTQ? Is she in the, on the spectrum of, uh, is she um, uh, POC? Because, you know, that's uh, more important than your resume. Uh, and at Disney, when Bob Iger, the, the famous CEO, who uh, by all accounts did an amazing job, the front page of the Washington Post today, with Iger's return, high drama for Disney. But wait, he's a cisgender white man, and he's Jewish. And the Democrats, they don't like any of that. You know, they're, they're anti-white, anti-straight, anti-man. Uh, they're anti-Semites all over the place, aren't they? But the Washington Post has the big story on the front page above the fold. Industry stunned as Icon takes powerful helm from chosen successor. Well, she's been a complete calamity, a disaster. And a shakeup that stunned even the friendly, the fiercely scrutinizing Hollywood community. It's a community. That means a tribe. See? Disney announced the return of Bob Iger as chief executive less than three years after installing his hand-picked successor. 
with Iger, who oversaw the entertainment giant's rise to historic dominance during a 15-year span beginning in 2005. The Disney board, which is full of radical left-wing lunatics who have, uh, like, transgender cartoons in store for the kids. Uh, Mickey is now Minnie, and Minnie is now Mickey, and it's crazy. The Disney board is attempting to restore the company to a 21st century golden age that may be slowly slipping away. I wouldn't say slowly, and I wouldn't say slipping away. Investors cheered the news, powering Disney stock uh, up more than 6% on Monday. But the move is uh, far from a sure thing because they'll go after him because, you know, he doesn't check the right boxes. The business climate is very different from the one he left. The streaming market has cooled. The theatrical business is flirting with crisis. That's because of the crap they're producing. Just by the way, some of Disney's big franchises are in flux. They're in flux. You know, that's a, that's a town near Indianapolis. And, uh, and even worsening social polarization that the Democrats are, are pushing and inspiring uh, imperils Disney's brand of broad apolitical entertainment where all can feel wep- welcome. Now, to say that it's apolitical, that's the problem. That's why they're in crisis mode, right? And uh, it's because they had to bring back Bob Iger, Bob Iger and get rid of the lunatic leftist who is a uh, political activist, CEO, who decided that it was time to take the, you know, I mean, is there a more kid-centric, child-centric company than Disney when it comes to their their productions, their TV and movies and all that stuff? So uh, Josh Spiegel, an online commentator, uh, leading expert on Disney, said the message to the Washington Post is, you know, the long-term plans are a lot hazier. Yeah, the long-term plans are a lot hazier. Iger replaces Bob Chapek, who uh, had a rocky tenure after being promoted to chief executive in February of 2020. Chapek, who was in charge of Disney's theme park divisions before ascending to the top job, led the entertainment giant through the pandemic and uh, had received a three-year contract. You know, they're all getting these giant golden parachutes, of course, uh, because it's a big company, and that's, and that's what happens. But, the, uh, the, you know, they stocked the pond on the board with a bunch of lefties who checked left-wing boxes. And then what did they do? They attacked Governor Ron DeSantis when he stood up with parents and said, hey, what's with the transgender indoctrination of kindergarten students? What's with your, um, your cross-dressing uh, story hour, your tranny story hour, you know, we were talking about this uh, before the show this morning. And there is a, a place, a bar, a sushi place in D.C. And for many, many years they've had in, in Adams Morgan, it's called Perry's. And they've had a drag brunch, drag brunch. And everybody thought it was fun. And it was, you know, people would go and girlfriends would bring their boyfriends. And the dragsters have beards and the, and the hairy legs. And they're funny. And they tell jokes. And they're dressed like, uh, you know, John Lithgow in... Uh, and, 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 uh, and it's all fun. It's all good fun. And the drag races in DuPont Circle, they have big beds with wheels, and everybody's dressed like ladies, and they have beards, and they race the beds. And it was always fun and funny. And then the Democrats politicized it all, right? So, well, now now we're, uh, we're doing this, you know, it was uh, funny in DuPont Circle, and uh, 
whatever week and, and uh, uh, Perry's for drag brunch. Fun, fun. Everybody had a nice time. What's wrong with that? Good fun for everybody. And it was done because it was done with a sense of humor, like RuPaul. And then the Democrats started, dare I say, jamming it down everyone's throats. And uh, children in school. And you say, like in Florida, they say they want to no more of that in kindergarten through fifth grade. And the Democrats went crazy. And then you say, well, you're indoctrinating little children. You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. No, I just leave the children alone, creepy boy. All right? Uh, and, uh, and the Democrats became angry about that. But Disney, you see, what did they do? They, they've got a brand, and they destroyed their brand because they attacked Governor Ron DeSantis, and they advocated for this extreme fringe that wants drag time story hour for kindergarten and indoctrination. And, and uh, again, if you say none of that, uh, you know, till fifth grade, and they scream at you and yell at you, like the, the school teacher in Texas, right, who said, uh, you know, a, a student said, uh, was talking about a, a child rapist or a child molester, and the school teacher, a high school teacher, explained to the class uh, what the new rules are. We're going to call them that. We're going to call them maps. No. Minor attracted persons. No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. Yeah, we're going to call child molesters minor attracted people. So don't, ju don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. That's the Democrat Party right there. And Disney bought into all that. And they made these things, you know, Beauty and the Beast. What does it have, like a big lesbo scene? Is that what it is? <laughs> it's a male gay oh, that's male gay characters. I don't, I don't watch, uh, you know, uh, kids' stuff. Uh, male gay characters in Beauty and the Beast. And then Turning Red. Turning Red, which is a communist reference. That's uh, uh, doubtless a subtle. And they had a gay scene in that one, a kid's uh, animated film called Turning Red, where they had a gay scene for the little kids in that. And uh, Beauty and the Beast got a, you know, male-on-male -male gay scene. And then a movie called Onward, where they had another gay scene. Was that lesbian? Yeah. That yeah, was another lesbian scene for the little... The Buzz Lightyear movie earlier this year. And Buzz Lightyear had a, a gay scene because they took everything and made it all gay. And at Disney World and Disneyland, they did away with uh, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, uh, you know, and uh, boys and girls, uh, children of all ages, right? They did away with boys and girls. No more saying boys and girls. And then they decided to start attacking their, their, uh, all their old uh, cartoon movies, the classics, saying that their own stuff was racist, right? And uh, so you got the, you know, the gay cartoons for the kids and the war on Ron DeSantis for saying no transgender drag day for kindergarten kids. And they get rid of, what they get rid of, ladies and gentlemen, and show that, that, because they don't have ladies and gentlemen anymore. Now there's just one gender, and it's Democrat, I think, without genitalia. Pretty amazing stuff. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dreamers of all ages. Yeah, that's what they had, but they got rid of that. Good evening, oh, dreamers my. of all ages. No ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because... They had a mental breakdown and decided that there's no such thing as uh, gender. A boy and a girl, a lady and a gentleman, they erased that. And normal people, and I'm a normal person. Michael is a normal person. I'm going like that with my hand, kind of come see, come saw. No, but he's pretty normal. And uh, he's got a great son who's a boy, 
uh, hopes it'll grow up to be a man because that would be normal, see? But the Democrat Party, they're on a jihad about this stuff. They're completely crazy. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get now to the, because, uh, you know, uh, Bob Iger is in and all the lefties are out and the news media is going to tiptoe past it, whistling past the graveyard. Like, oh, nothing to see here. No, Disney didn't do anything. No, they became a political entity representing the extreme left wing of the Democrat Party, which is coincidentally the mainstream of the Democrat Party. Uh, now let's go to uh, let's go to NBC News about the massacre in the gay nightclub in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, because the Democrats, that's the news media, they've uh, decided that this is 100 percent political. They see people being killed. They say Republicans did it. Uh, honestly, you know, you guys murder everybody pretty much. The mass murdering suicide attacks on police, the attempted mass political assassination of members of Congress on a baseball field. You shot Steve Scalise, Bernie Sanders volunteer named James Hodgkinson. Uh, honestly, the, uh, the uh, too many suicide attacks against the police and mass murders against the police to enumerate here. And then there's, you know, Chicago, Baltimore, Philadelphia, uh, and uh, the killing fields that the Democrats have created. Here's NBC News person Brandy Zadronsky. In March and April of this year, as the far right-wing conservatives sort of got over CRT or critical race theory, they needed a new boogeyman, and they leapt on LGBTQ community members, specifically trans people, their doctors, their caregivers, libraries that had books that were LGBT-focused. Um, this was really just sort of the cause celebre on the far right. Cause celebre. It's the cause, not the cause celeb. It's the cause celebre. She doubtless went to an Ivy League institution for all the wrong reasons. The far right wing gave up on critical race theory and moved on to caregivers of uh, LGBTQQIAA. And this is her talking about, I assume she's a her, might have a penis, hard to say. Um, but uh, this is her saying that the shooting at this nightclub is the fault of the Republicans. They targeted drag shows a lot, and in part because um, drag time story hour where a drag queen would come. It was a, a, ubiquitous in libraries all over the country. Had a drag queen would come read a story. It was fun. The kids loved it. Um, and then also some sort of um, friendly, friendly drag shows. It would be on a Sunday brunch. You could bring the kids. They'd see a show. Friendly, friendly. It's friendly, friendly. She might have meant to say family-friendly. It's hard to say. Uh, but bring the kids to the drag show. On weekends, have the drag shows for kids in school and teach critical race theory. This is, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a stain on uh, humanity. Uh, here's Brandy. The far-right conservatives left on this. Far-right conservatives. put it together with, frankly, the QAnon narrative that's been out. QAnon narrative. Was, they're out to get your children. The demonization, dehumanization, and moral panic around children in our community somehow being threatened by LGBTQ teachers, librarians, performers, that is the thread that's going through. And when you demonize someone to that extent and you make them feel like an existential threat to you and your children, it's no wonder, again, that we get this kind of violence. Now, once again, they have no idea what the motive of this uh, psycho killer in Colorado Springs might have been. But that's not important. AOC and Pelosi did the same thing. No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what they're teaching in school. Um, 
That's your Democrat Party. Don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. And they call child rapists MAPs, Minor Attracted Persons. Don't use disparaging terms like child rapist and child molester because it's all the rage these days with the Democrats. You know, standing ovation for Roman Polanski, led by Harvey Swinstein. Meryl Streep was in there clapping up a storm. Of course, Polanski's on the lam for uh, the rape of a 13-year-old girl that he drugged in Jack Nicholson's hot tub, and he's on the lam from the law, but standing O nonetheless. This was really just sort of the cause celebre on the far right. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. So now on uh, MSDNC this morning on Morning Joke, they had uh, an NBC, I guess, uh, fake journalist on by the name of Ben Collins. And again, they're trying to pin the tail on the donkey uh, or on the elephant. They're trying to blame the Republican Party for this guy murdering people at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So they brought a guy on named Ben Collins who found a creative new way to call everyone Nazis. And uh, that was uh, this morning on Morning Joke. I talked to uh, this, this woman named Jennifer Mercieza, who's a rhetoric professor at Texas A&M. Wow. And uh, she was telling me about this thing called hate objects. That come hate up objects. In, you know, pre-fascist governments. Like the police? Where they take people they describe as degenerates, right? And, and you know, before Nazi Germany, it was, in fact, gay, and gay people, people who played with, uh, you know, gender conformity. Uh, yeah. And they say they are contributing to the downfall of society. They are the reason that, you know, things cost more, that the crops aren't coming up. Like Joel Grey in Cabaret. I think that, uh, you know, uh, Nazis and transgender being the rise of Nazi Germany, and they have hate objects, and he spoke to a rhetoric professor at Texas and A&M, so it must be all settled. Well, you guys have created the massacres of police all over the country and suicide attacks, uh, just to name one thing. But uh, there it is. Uh, and and uh, hate objects. This is uh, Ben. Co- this is the news you get on NBC. We have been through this in the past. It's very dark, and the people playing around with this uh, don't take responsibility. They go right back into it. But like, again, these bodies are not on the ground yet. Yeah. And they're being used as political props right now by you and by Nancy Pelosi and by Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and and by Brandy. You're not such a fine girl. What a poor wife you would be. Zadronsky, uh, who we just played also from MSDNC. But if you watch that channel and you get your news from that channel or from CNN, this is the propaganda that you're getting, that it's all the Republicans' fault because of uh, rhetoric, because you don't want kindergartners to be uh, changing their genders and having drag queen story hour in every classroom and at every local library. Then you see your Nazi Germany and a rhetoric professor at Texas A&M says hate objects. You guys hate everybody and, and you murder almost everybody too. This is the Chris Plant Show. Now Pete Boot Edge Edge who's the Secretary of Sanctimony in the Biden administration, he has a Twitter account. He has not been banned. He tweeted out, and he's a gay man because that's his qualification to be Secretary of Transportation. 
Pay tweeted out, if you're a politician or a media figure who sets up the LGBTQ community to be hated and feared, who does that? Give me an example. Not because any of us ever harmed you, but because you find it useful, then don't you dare act surprised when this kind of violence follows. Don't you dare act surprised, he says again. He says it twice. Now, once again, nobody knows what the motive of this psycho killer was or is. We know that he murdered five people, and you saw the number of people injured went from 25 to 19, but that happens in the chaos. Initial reports reports are always wrong. Um, and it's a terrible, horrible thing because it's a massacre of humanity, uh, the likes of which happens pretty much every weekend in Chicago. Uh, and you guys don't say a damn thing about it because it's just, you know, 9,900 African-American murders in a year. Pay no attention to that. Greater than the number of African-Americans that died in the entire Vietnam War from 1959 to 1975. <coughs> and greater than the number of U.S. forces killed in combat since the September 11, 2001 troglodyte attacks. But you guys don't say a word about that. Not a word. Not a peep. Don't tell me that you care about human life when you don't say a word about that boot edge edge. And uh, you abort 40% of the black population and give out Margaret Sanger awards to Hanoi Jane Fonda and Hillary Clinton to name but two recipients of your ghoulish genocidal racist award. Um, but, you know, that's the Democrat Party, the party of Jefferson Davis and the Confederate States of America, Nathan Bedford Forrest and the white knights of the Ku Klux Klan, Jim Crow, who they had to make up because they wanted the perfect racist, and the, uh, the first woman to serve in the United States Senate who was sworn in 100 years ago yesterday, who was a virulent racist and white supremacist, an advocate of lynching black people, the first woman to serve in the Senate. That's your Democrat Party. Now, um, the story on who took out the gunman. The gunman is uh, alive and in custody. Subduing the gunman, colon, quote, I had to do something. They love their colons. The Washington Post out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, doesn't mean their reporters are there. They make up datelines all the time now. It's part of their policy. Richard Fierro went to Club Q in Colorado Springs. This is the gay club where the massacre happened. On Saturday night to celebrate a friend's birthday with his family. Enjoying a drag show that included a performance by his 22-year-old daughter's best friend. By night's end, the air of celebration would be cut off by gunfire. Three of Fierro's loved ones would be shot, one fatally, and Fierro, an army veteran, would find himself rushing to combat and subdue the gunman. On Monday, he brushed aside his actions as necessary as chaos overtook the club. He said, I had my whole Colorado Springs family there. I had to do something. He was not going to kill my family, Fierro said. I just want people to take care of people, he said. Uh, people who were hurt are no longer with us. Uh, I still got two of my best friends who are in the hospital, he said. They still need prayers. They still need support. 
Since the weekend attack, police and others have credited unnamed clubgoers with saving dozens and dozens of lives. As one of Club Q's owners, Matthew Haynes, said at a memorial vigil Sunday evening, stopped the man cold. Everyone else was running away, and he ran toward him. Now, this is a guy who was here with his wife, an Army veteran, now former soldier. He was an Army major. He uh, has been awarded two bronze stars. He served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and he went to the gay nightclub because his daughter's friend, his daughter was there with her boyfriend, her longtime boyfriend. Her boyfriend was shot and killed. His wife was injured uh, while fleeing. Her knee was injured. His daughter was injured. And this man who, from uh, all accounts and all appearances, a uh, heterosexual man who was there with his family, you know, for fun, uh, fun night. And the the, uh, daughter's friend was in the drag show. And like, okay, let's go with the family. And it's a birthday party. So they decided to go to this uh, thing. Okay, Colorado Springs. Good, good. And, um, and he's the hero of the story. Now, he attacked this guy, and the, uh, this Army veteran who stopped it all, Richard Fierro, is more than 300 pounds. And he's a big guy. I mean, he looks like, they didn't say how tall he is, but it looks like he's 6'6 or something. And he's more than 300 pounds. And he attacked the killer and uh, slammed him to the ground, grabbed his rifle. Somebody else joined in for, for a moment and then gave up and fled. Uh, and then he's yelling at a drag queen who's a guy dressed as a woman wearing spiked heels, and he calls on the nearby drag queen since there's this drag show going on at this gay bar, and he yells at the guy dressed as a woman, you know, uh, kick him, kick him. So the guy with the spiked heel comes over, a big guy, and is stomping on the head of the killer, who I'm just going to call a Democrat until uh, we know otherwise. So here is uh, Richard Fierro. Uh, doing an interview with CNN this morning. And then I, I proceeded to take his other weapon, the pistol, and then just start hitting him at where I could, but the armor's in the way. And I just started, I found a crease in his, between his, his armor and his head. And I just Wearing started body armor. away uh, with his gun. Um, and then I told the kid in front of me, kick him, keep kicking him. And we were, I was, I was guiding him. I was telling people, call 911, call 911. I brought him down. I, I I was in mode. I was I was doing what I did I do downrange. You know, I train I trained for this. I don't want to ever do this. I, I... The guy is uh, you know, and he's very uh, humble. In fact, the mayor of Colorado Springs said that he's something like he's never seen anyone behave so heroically and be so humble about it. But that's the United States military, and that's men in the United States of America. Also, he referred to the drag queen as this guy. This guy, you know, might have a beard. Uh, but this guy, you know, uh, God bless the guy, stepped up with his spiked heel and started stomping on the killer, who uh, I'm just going to assume is a, a Biden-voting, Hillary-voting, Obama-voting Democrat until I learn otherwise. See, this is how this works. The Democrats, they just say, well, it's a Republican. It's your rhetoric that's got... There is actually no evidence to support that that vicious, slanderous, slimy claim. But you guys love that stuff. Uh, and uh, Richard Fierro on on CNN was, uh, you know, very comfortable, pretty mellow guy, more than 300 pounds. Um, in fact, the Washington Post piece says Fierro weighs 300 pounds, but he said the gunman was bigger 
wearing body armor and carrying both a handgun and an AR-15-style rifle. When I went for his weapon and I grabbed his handgun, Fierro said, his AR was right in front of him. Fierro said he started shouting, shouting orders at a young man who had stopped in front of the shooter to assist. I said, kick him, move the AR. Then I started hitting him. But they had armor plates, he said. So I started hitting him wherever there was skin, Fierro said. The back of his head was my target. Fierro said he felt the military training kick in. I'm an officer, and that's what we do. I took control of the scene the best I could, just started hitting the guy with the pistol, uh, beating the back of his head, and I'm yelling for people at the same time, call the police, let's go. Then the police showed up, and they grabbed Fierro and threw Fierro in the back of the police car where they left him for about an hour while they were sorting out the situation. Now, keep in mind that to the Democrats, the military are the bad guys and the police are the bad guys. And, uh, you know, all the good guys are the bad guys and all the bad guys are the good guys for the Democrats because they love violence and killers and they hate the police. ACAB, FTP, uh, F-13, um, you know, just some of the graffiti around Washington, D.C., from the Democrats attacking the police. So Fierro uh, never saw his daughter Cassie's boyfriend, 22-year-old Raymond Green Vance, her high school sweetheart, um, but uh, later learned from the man's mother that he had died. The daughter's boyfriend was shot and killed by the psychopath, and, uh, and his daughter was injured and his wife was injured, and, um, and uh, Major Fierro. This guy, I told him while I was eating him, I said, I'm going to kill you, man, because you tried to kill my friends. My family was in there. He's protecting his family. He jumped in. He's a big, huge guy. He moved fast. He was fearless. He was brave. Uh, he took action. And, um, you know, and uh, honestly, the fact that the Democrats see this as just another political opportunity to demonize half of the country is uh, should be vomit inducing for people for people all over the all over the country and boot edge edge and the rest of them man oh man you know the uh, these people can I say these people I think I can let's go to uh, CNN CNN cuts ties with producer who praised Hamas speaking of hate-filled leftist anti-semites like Ilhan Omar and AOC and so many others. CNN cuts ties with producer who praised Hamas, a radical Islamic jihadi terrorist group hell-bent on the total destruction of the state of Israel because it's the Jewish state and they're genocidal anti-Semites. And the Democrats are, you know, closer to Hamas on the political spectrum than they are to Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, I'll uh, tell you, I'll tell you that. So the CNN producer tweeted, pound sign, Team Hitler. Team Hitler. Gee, why would they let him go? It seems to be right in line with, with CNN's thinking. And um, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing story. CNN has cut ties with a producer who praised the U.S.-designated terrorist group Hamas and tweeted, Team Hitler, with a pound sign in front of it. You know, like, pound me too. An alum of the University of California Berkeley Graduate School of Journalism, 
Idris Mukhtar Ibrahim has a history of anti-Semitic and anti-Israel tweets. I have shifted to Team Germany after finding out that Messi supports Israel. Pound sign Team Hitler, he uh, tweeted on July 13th, 2014, referring to an Argentinian soccer star, Lionel Messi, who visited the Jewish state in 2013. Five days later, Ibrahim tweeted, Hamas is the modern-day freedom fighters. He misspelled freedom. They are defending, he misspelled defending, their land. Yes, they are entitled to armed struggle. Ibrahim's uh, Twitter account is currently private. Ibrahim's troublesome past was first flagged by the pro-Israel media watchdog Honest Reporting. Idris was employed as a freelancer by CNN. We were not aware of these tweets, which were published before we began working with him, meaning you hired him after he tweeted all this stuff. A CNN spokesperson told Fox News, we have informed him we will no longer be working with him in the future. Uh, nice vetting there, CNN. Late last week, Ibrahim apologized for his past tweets and then said, kill the Jews, kill the Jews, kill all the Jews. Uh, he didn't really say that. I just added that. But this is your, this is your Democrat Party. Um, and, uh, and it's uh, UC Berkeley Graduate School of Journalism, right? Typical. Also, Fox News has the story, MSNBC anchors lecture Americans about Israel. See? Lecture Americans and Israel about human rights while downplaying Qatar's human rights abuses. World leaders uh, and officials have spoken out against Qatar's human rights abuses. The country's hosting the 2022 FIFA World Cup. And they got this guy, uh, um, his name is Mehdi Hassan, along with Aima Mujahideen, who is, he got uh, kicked out. of. They still employ him at NBC. They had to pull him out of Israel during a dust-up with the jihadis there at one point because he was way too pro-jihadi. That's why he's known as Ayman Mujahideen. But Ayman um, uh, Mujahideen and Mehdi Hassan at, at NBC uh, used a, a, a discussion about the World Cup to lecture Americans over the Supreme Court's ruling on abortion. Like, that's a human rights abuse. The uh, overturning Roe versus Wade is a human rights abuse. Get back to slaughtering the black population. 40% uh, and growing. <clears throat> while downplaying Qatar's own history of human rights abuses. It's illegal to be gay there. You saw that the, uh, the government there is not allowing European teams to wear their rainbow love armbands. Got to look out when Europeans start donning armbands. You know, the Socialist Workers Party did that. But um, they're on, on Sunday talking about how terrible the United States is and say, well, gosh, boycotting in uh, Qatar, sometimes known as Kiev, uh, maybe next time uh, they'll boycott the United States of America because of our human rights abuses. See, they're equating the, the United Arab Emirates, uh, uh, you know, a death sentence for being gay. Um, you know, the uh, uh, minor attracted persons don't be critical of people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. That's the Democrat Party. And the United States is as bad or worse than Hamas and uh, Arab countries where uh, homosexuality is illegal and occasionally they hang you from cranes and things like that.
That's what you get from NBC News. They should decredential them from all government buildings. The entire organization. And CNN with their jihadi. Oh, we didn't know he was a jihadi. You know, we were just being diverse. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. The, um, the editorial page of the Washington Post today is a treasure trove of left-wing mental illness. They have Peter Orzak, GOP threats to weaponize the debt limit are dangerous. You got threats, weaponize, and dangerous in one headline. It's pretty good. We're talking about trying to get our house in order financially. Trump is back on Twitter, but let's not panic about it. Uh, you guys are some kind of a sexual panic all the time. Anyway, I don't, I don't know what your uh, thing is. And then uh, look, a, a great picture of Democrat Steny Hoyer with the headline, An Antidote to Cynicism. See, the Democrat Party, they, they need the chapstick. The editorial cartoon today is a, a gang of turkeys in a pen. One of them, I think, is a boy turkey. The rest are girl turkeys. And one turkey says, says he's safer hanging out here with us than with Musk. Uh, it's a turkeys and Elon Musk. Nobody knows what the hell they're talking about here. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Now, I got a uh, I was texting with my friend Jim, lives in Dallas, Texas. About two weeks ago, he went to the Costco, went to the Costco, and they had put a... Um, a limit on the number of eggs you can buy because we're living in the Soviet Union under the left. And so Costco, of all places, you can only buy two dozen eggs from Costco. Then, and I said, wow, that's pretty crazy. It's Costco. Then Jim texted me yesterday. He went to Costco, his Costco in Dallas, and they had no eggs. They were completely out of eggs. No eggs at Costco. And I said, wow, that's crazy. And I went and I went looking on, on uh, Al Gore's amazing internet, peace be upon him, and I found an agricultural week, ag week, animal welfare groups say Costco eggs, see, they got Costco eggs, Costco egg supplier mistreats hens. They mistreat hens. This is the thing. So lefties are protesting Costco's eggs, and now Costco's out of eggs. Um, also, uh, from a couple of weeks ago, Michael Piercy said, oh, yeah, that reminds me of another story. Costco pulling products allegedly made with forced monkey labor. Forced monkey labor, that's pretty good. They got uh, forced monkey labor for Costco because they have the monkeys go up in the trees and, and PETA, people for the uh, eating tasty animals. They're very upset that monkeys, are, the monkeys love it. They, you know, they get a paycheck. Come on. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 